getting more into these, we've had some of these things highlighted by things like what's going on with the coronavirus vaccine distribution. People that have access, have problems accessing certain types of, you know, uh, online or getting into those registries. Or, I mean, we've had people call the show asking, what number can I call because we don't have internet or a computer, those kind of things. These are also wrapped up with a lot of the stuff involving the disability community. So I was able to sit down with George Zavala, local disability advocate, to talk about these issues and kind of what they mean now and going forward. And important thing to remember is how it can affect everyone as we deal with these issues. So... Delving into that right now, enjoy the interview. Joining me now, we have George Zavala, local disability rights advocate. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you, Mr. Paul, for having me. Very happy to do so. It's something that we've been meaning to do for a while, and now that we have this different format of the show, we can focus a little bit on issues outside of the spotlight a little bit like this. I mean, for the people that are affected by this, these are very important issues, but for the general public, I don't think it's as obvious here. There's been a lot of interesting situations that everyone has had to deal with over this past year, coming up on a year now since things first kind of started shutting down around here, but the specific impacts for people in the disability community, both in terms of advocacy and just the everyday life issues has really been a mixed bag is what it seems like to me both in dealing with you know the shifting social needs the social distancing shutdowns work from home and now as we're dealing with the rollout of the coronavirus vaccine is presenting its own now list of kind of accessibility issues so in general in your work what kind of issues do you focus on well the first thing i like to tell individuals that are listening is that it's People with disabilities, when we, we ask for accommodation, it's not because of, of we want it. It's because it's the law. And there's been some specific uh, issues that popped up during this pandemic that, you know, have been existing for a while, but I guess it's been crystallized. Uh, for example, is a simple example, actually, when the city or the state or the county even uh, has information on social media, such as uh, Facebook, a lot of times before, and even sometimes now, it's not accessible. What I mean by that is they'll post a flyer, and for someone like me that's blind or visually impaired, I can't read it. I just can't, you know. Yeah, granted, there's software out there, but yet the simple remedy uh, is just to make that text or that flyer, uh, what we call image description, for example. You have a time and date of, a, let's say, a vaccination time and date, Put it into your post, put it as image description, and then just, you know, either type it out or put and paste it from the, the flyer. So it's simple things like that. And that's why I guess, you know, these, these entities don't realize that it's a simple fix, but it's still, still you know, those, I guess it takes people like us to educate them that, you know, we want to make it equal. So it's not special, but we want to make it equal access. I've seen that coming up more. I'd seen a little bit before this, but kind of like you mentioned, it's been coming a little bit more common where basically if there is an image or something, they'll then post the text of it if it has text or basic just descriptions of what is then shown in there above it. And so that's been one thing I had even noticed kind of coming a little bit more prevalent now. And it's simple things like that, that people who are not trained in these things, not aware of them, not dealing with them may not even notice, but that for people that are in the, again, the disability community, whatever it may be, that can make a huge, huge huge difference to them so it's about making sure that every the things that they are being done around here can work for everyone who actually lives here and another thing that pops up <clears throat> that came up which is see we have to understand that some of these items that we're bringing up they, they may be you know insignificant to someone that you know who cares or you know whatever but it's in essence it's really life and threat life and death because you know we need access to that information another example i'll give you 
I won't name the specific station uh, or stations. There's several. But, for example, when the, when the city and the county have uh, news conferences, there's, they have an ASL interpreter, but, but the problem is that the stations block the interpreter with their detail, you know, whatever station it is. And that's another thing we brought up, too, regarding... And when I say we, I mean a group of us, which is called CARES Coalition, C-A-R-E-S, which stands for Coalition for Accessible Response and Emergency Services, and so what we said, you know, to the county and state, I'm sorry, the county and the, the city, is that, you know, reach out to these uh, media, even though I know it's private sector, the, the TV stations, you know, reach out to them and let them know, hey, you know what, well, you're blocking the interpreter, someone that can't hear, they're not giving that vital information real time. And that's another thing that needs to be, uh, that has been addressed, and hopefully if anyone sees that in, in going forward, reach out to that station, you, you know, individually, just say, you know what, I noticed on your newscast, you had uh, you blocked uh, you know, the interpreter. And another thing, Mr. Pope, that happened to me uh, specifically, as a matter of fact, I had to bring in Disability Rights Texas, is, uh, and we kind of settled with the city on this, is that, uh, so when this, have you heard those, those uh, emergency announcements on the TV when they have the baby, that we're the annoying, the, yeah, the, the annoying noise, and then something comes on the screen? Well, one of them happened to come out, so I thought it was the weather. Cause, you know, the weather thing comes out sometimes. So I happened, to, you know, I asked my wife because I, I, you know, I am blind, and she was, "Oh no, it's a COVID update and this and that." I'm like, huh? It should have had some kind of uh, audible uh, notification afterwards. You know, what's on the screen? So we reached out to the city, and come to find out is they, they reached out to FEMA. And FEMA, FEMA reached out to the state, and the state reached out to the county. And the, so you can see how some, something is very simple. It, it's a complex thing, but they, they supposedly fixed it. You know, so now if there's any kind of uh, COVID alert on any station, it should come, it should be followed with uh, audio enunciation. So things like that, Mr. Polk, is that, you know, we kind of bring to the forefront in regards to having equal access to that information. And information is incredibly important at this point and making sure that, again, the people who live here can access it in whatever their situation is, I think is very important. My guest right now is George Zavala, disability rights advocate, and he's involved in a lot of different ways around here. And something else I wanted to talk about is, particularly right now, you mentioned, of course, those COVID updates. There have been, even for people who may not consider themselves disabled, but people who don't have accessibility in general has been an issue, uh, the access to the coronavirus vaccine. I mean, people who are not the most tech savvy are even having difficulty with this, and and so then getting it to make sure that everyone has the ability to get it, sign up for it, has been a huge challenge. And I'm sure that's even been present for the disability community. Yeah, that, that's the thing, you know, you're right. So some of, some of the, the, the issues that impact people with disabilities, is cost, it's kind of universal when it comes to the general public. And one of those things, you're right, when it came to registration or and or a booking an appointment, uh, so the, how it works you know, well, how it should work is they'll send you, you know, you can either go on, a, on the website, register for, for the for the vaccine, and they'll send you either a text or email or call. But if you get an email, in my instance, I found out that the website itself was not accessible. And so when I reached, we reached out to, to, to Julio Perez, the ADA coordinator for the city, and Laura Cruz, she's, uh, I forgot her, her appointment to the city, I, forgot, I do apologize. But we made a point of saying, look, 
I know technology is out there regarding, you know, having emails and websites and whatnot, but we have to kind of roll back back into our past or make things simple. What I mean to the past, like the 20s and 30s, right, where we make it simple where someone, they say is elderly or maybe have, uh, you know, didn't have uh, Internet, they can't afford Internet. So how about, why don't we just have a phone number? So they, they had an original, the phone number was 212-6843 register, okay? So we said, well, how about this? Why don't we modify that and have it where they can also book an appointment? So you kill two birds with one stone. And then, you know, anyone that can can afford a phone call, right, or have someone's neighbor's call or something. So stuff like, you know, items like that, a simple fix just by having a simple phone number. And they did that. The city has been responsive. But, again, it takes, and I want to make this point clear, Mr. Polk, is that it takes individuals within the community to step up. Just don't say, oh, well, you know, next time, oh, well, it's not really... If you see something that could be improved, you know, step up to the plate and see if you can help. And I have this, this thing on Facebook, uh, this hashtag, uh, I, I have a no participation, no progress, which means we need to participate. Otherwise, there's no progress. So, you know, that's why I, I'm glad you're, you're, you're allowing me to speak, Mr. Pokes, to, you know, kind of let that disability awareness, awareness go out there to individuals that if you see something that, you know, may not affect you, just say, you know what, let me, let me see what I could do. Okay, and what I mean by that is also this is, this go back to uh, uh, mobility impediment. Okay, now granted, it's not really uh, regards to the vaccine or the COVID, but however, having access as a curb cut. If you live around the area, you see a, a curb cut that's, or a curb that's not cut, and you know that someone around your area uses a wheelchair, just call the city. Simple as call two one two three zero zero five. Leave a message and say, you know what. I saw the area didn't have a curb cut, and someone may, may need that may need access. And and before I forget, Mr. Pope, another thing that came up is even with the even with the testing process is the vaccination. Is that there we go again? Just because uh, you know someone may have a disability, but how about the elderly who live by themselves or who doesn't have relative, you know don't have no transportation? How are they going to go to the vaccine site? You know they can't simply just get a taxi or Uber. So, again, we reached out to the city, and we asked, okay, what are you going to do if someone that didn't have uh, a, a, uh, have a vehicle or has a mobility impediment, how are they going to access those sites? So what they did, the city, they worked, they're working with Project Amistad, and what they, 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 they uh, Project Amistad does will transport that individual to be tested and or to get vaccinated. And so, like I said, we've been very thankful that the city of El Paso has been very responsive thanks to the ADA a lot of issues about wrapped up everything you just said and i wanted to talk about this stuff because it's important and i think there might be some people out there thinking well why does this need to be special stuff for what's a minority of any population but it's about making it so that the things that are crucial are available to everyone and that we're not by inaction making sure that someone gets excluded that might very much need these services so i think it's an important thing to focus on certainly and i'm, I'm glad you said that uh, mr polk because you know, people need to realize that, you know, when you hear someone say, for example, you know, before the whole COVID thing, another issue that I was involved in, uh, it was access to, to facilities and, and services through the city. And what I mean by that is having their, their facilities accessible, you know, ADA compliant. 
And like I said in, my, in our initial discussion, you know, the start of our conversation here on the radio, is that we're not asking for special privileges or I want to be special because I'm, I'm disabled. I deserve that. No. I don't, matter of fact, it's, it would behoove us to have special services or, or uh, permissions or access. We want equal access, which, was, which is accorded, you know, afforded to us by that law. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. And I, and, I, and I tell people, don't treat someone with a disability as special. Don't give them special privileges. Cause we don't, just because we have a disability doesn't mean I'm special. Just want just means that I want equal access, and we, we also, that's all we ask for. Very important there. My guest right now has been George Zavala, disability rights advocate. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to some of the things that have been going on, kind of behind the scenes for people who may not be aware of them during all of this here today. Hey, Mr. Polk, I do want to I, I applaud you because you know what? I, I have reached out to the different media outlets to kind of give this message. And there's been some kind of responses, and not really, but I do appreciate you. And I want people to understand that Mr. Polk reached out to me. And cause we have spoken about this in the past, but I do appreciate you, you giving us people with disabilities this voice on, on a wide range of media like the radio to give this message out. Thanks again to George for talking with us about it, because I think it is an important set of issues. Um, some interesting comments over there. Uh, Ace Goody saying, as what I like to hear, let people get, let's get some quick wins for the people, and yay, Project Amistad.